And here we go, episode 53 of Nothing to Say, the Fans Podcast. It feels like it's been forever. Our last episode came out on June 4th. My goodness gracious, that was almost two and a half weeks ago. And we're sorry. We took a bit of a hiatus. Kind of life got in the way and everything. And But uh, hopefully we won't have that big of a break again. I think that was our biggest break in the year, almost year that we've been doing this now. I think that was our biggest break, dude. We sort of we sort of dropped the ball a little bit. Yeah, and it was all your fault. It's all good, though. I mean, we're it's just not really fun. excited to be back. We, we were itching to get back. Holy cow, computer. We are, my computer's even ready to be back. It's yelling at me. That's true. That's true. Um, and yeah, I mean, we both, we both really wanted to, uh, to, to film shows during the past couple of weeks, but it just stuff got in the way. So, um, and, uh, you know, life got in the way and, you know, that happens, but, uh, everything's good for both of us and, uh, we're back. We're ready to go. <laughs> I, and I think, I think it goes without saying part of the reason why, you know, we weren't jumping to film a show is one, there's not a ton to talk about there's some headlines and whatnot that definitely deserve some attention but there's no like gigantic news stories in the sports world but we'll cover as many as we can in as much detail as we can sam actually has the list in front of him all the different topics we can talk about today so i think today's more going to be more of a uh, rapid spitfire show but we'll uh, start the show off just like we always do uh sam how have you been bro i've been awesome I mean, uh, we just just living the best we can. Uh, coming off of this is the first episode back from our um, sort of recap of all the protests that gone on. Correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, I mean, I guess we got to stress now. Like, I'm. I think it's it's really great that protests have still been going on now since we last recorded that and that was like at the height of the nation's attention and it's just it's great that the movement's still going on what's awful is that uh more events keep happening um even though if people are trying to wear ways raise awareness but um i think it's it's great we just got to keep uh trying to fight for the cause and really everyone our generation really needs to start voting i think that's something that we just got to stress really quickly before we get into more of a normal show for us, which is uh, mostly focusing on sports. Yeah. Um, and I think what's good now, and I think you, I think you said it well, it's good that the protests are still going on. And I think for me, it's, I think it seems that a lot of the protests now aren't necessarily, they're not as violent as they were as at the heat of everything. They're more, they're more organized protests as opposed to, you know, unorganized kind of chaos, um, which, uh, be it as it may, certainly got everybody's attention. Um, so I can't I can't necessarily say that I blame anybody for doing that. Um, but um, it, it's good now that that it doesn't seem like the, the protests are as violent as they were, um, which is good for everybody because you don't want to see uh, anybody getting hurt. Um, mm-hmm. And. I think it goes – I think one thing that we should mention is you, myself, and Ben played golf in this break. And the three of us uh, – that was probably the best round that the three of us have played collectively together. Yeah, I mean, I think Ben definitely – he'd be the first to tell you he could play better. Um, but a bad day for him is like – He still shot an 82. Really good. Yeah, like it's – yeah. Um, but for us, 
we played pretty well for ourselves. Yeah, that that back nine for me. If it wasn't for hole ten, if it wasn't for hole ten, I I ended up shooting a forty four with two sevens um, on that back nine. And if it wasn't for that hole ten, if I just would have like parred or even bogeyed that hole um, and got, if I would have bogeyed my two sevens and gotten two fives, um, I would have come in on the back nine uh, with a thirty nine, which would have been my lowest, um, which would have been three over. <laughs> so. Now the front nine was a different story. The front nine, I was kind of, <laughs> kind of getting my stuff together. Uh, yeah, that one didn't count. No, 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 no. I, I didn't like. I just, I didn't even count the front nine on the scorecard. Yes. I did, you asked me what I shot for the round. I was like, eh, I don't know, forty-four. Um, so, um, all right. Well, let's jump into it. Uh, Sam and I are good. Uh, everything is uh, good going on for both of us. And let's jump into let's jump into some sports. Well, I mean, first things first. Uh, we know this is coming out a day late, but um, happy Father's Day to all the fathers oh, out crap. there. Oh, crap. I'm so sorry. I um, forgot to say that. <laughs> and if you uh, – a cool thing, too. Did you know about um, Juneteenth before uh, Friday? Not as much as I do now, no. Actually, no. Screw it. No. Not not really. No. I mean, I, I didn't I'd know at heard all. of I, it, but no. I talked to my parents, too, and they hadn't heard about it. Hmm. So I think it's it's very cool that it's it's going to be um, hopefully something for the future, but um, just I guess uh, not really celebrate. Well, yeah, celebrate the coming to end of slavery in this country. Yeah. So yeah, I had heard of Juneteenth. I didn't. My lack of awareness is of it was apparent because I didn't really know <laughs> what it was. But I had heard of Juneteenth before. Um, yeah, shoot, my bad. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, and then, I guess on my side of the family, technically today on Sunday, the day that we're filming, because we do these a day in advance, or a day prior, I'm sorry, uh, it's my mom's 49th birthday. So, happy birthday to my mom. And then, happy birthday, Jen. And then a couple of days before that, it was my sister's 17th birthday. So, happy birthday to Natalie. Um, so every, within the span of four days, everybody got to celebrate something except for me. <laughs> I, was, I was talking, I was talking to my parents. I was like, Jason's screwed this weekend. He's got to get a present for his sister, his mom, his dad. So I, Natalie and I, we went shopping a little while back, like two weeks ago and we, I bought her, her new fish. So that was my gift to her. Um, like a $5 fish. No, I had to buy the fish. I had to buy the rocks. I had to buy the cleaning. So I just, I, I, I bought her stuff she had a fish before um but so she already had a tank and everything but um and what'd you get your mom my mom she's been wanting this like hydro flash thing with a straw but like a straw that like comes out like a normal like it's hard to explain not one that like flips up into a straw but like is a straw the entire time Uh so i got one i got her one of those um it was just a hydro flask with a different lid yeah pretty much um and then my dad i was gonna get him a fitness md hat but we're out right now, so he's going to have to wait. <laughs> so you didn't get your dad anything on Father's Day? My dad doesn't – I don't think would ever want to give <laughs> – I don't think he cares. <laughs> no. I don't think he cares. No. Um, <laughs> I think you, if you told him, like, hey, Dad, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to get you a present. It's just coming late. He'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's all good. That's uh, – I think my dad and I both uh, – my dad and I are very simple when it comes to birthday and Christmas. We normally get each other like a t-shirt or a movie. Um, so that's, that's pretty much been our tradition forever. So, 
if if you were to get your dad a movie right now, what would it be? A movie right now? I t- I really try to look for like old movies that have come out in like Blu-ray. Um, that's kind of what I I look for. So I'd have to go back and try to find maybe an older movie um, that he really likes. Like I think last year I got him. Um, uh, la, 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 la. Gosh, what's that? Oh, I got him Unforgiven. Unforgiven. Um, uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna see if you can see if you can come to it by yourself. Is it like a running movie? What was it? No, it's uh, <laughs> it's a western. Gene oh, Hackman, Clint Eastwood. Nah, it's too old. Okay, well, it came out in, in was, 1992. I wasn't even a twinkle in my dad's eye at that point. There's no way I would have gotten That's that. That's true. Well, then your dad's failed you because it's a great movie. Well, he's filled me in other ways, so just add it to the Right, list. just pile it on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so let's get to it. Oh, actually, no, one more thing. One more thing. I'm so sorry for everybody who's just listening to us ramble right now. The last episode that we recorded, which we, um, which we mentioned earlier, that we recorded on June 4th, is uh holy cow yeah is like in the top three for our most listens so thank you all for everybody who who went out of their way to listen to that episode um that wasn't a normal show for us in terms of it wasn't really covering sports uh but we really appreciate all the support that came through for that because uh you guys were you guys were really on top of that so thank you guys so much um and then at milestone for the podcast we crossed uh 2100 listens um so moving our way to 2500 so that's a good point so we'll just do one every single day that's what i've been saying for the start but jason wouldn't let me because he doesn't like you guys dude we are not we do not have the content (laughs) i've said it so many times i do it every time i would do it every time but i think people get get into it jason whatever you've got the list man start it i think we should start so speaking of the protests good transition one of the biggest most important leagues to our our hearts is the National Basketball Association. Bam. And recently, I think it was just this last week, there was a meeting led by Uncle Drew, mm-hmm. Mr. Flat Earth himself, Kyrie <laughs> Irving, who led a player coalition arguing against the return of the NBA because of concerns with coronavirus, totally valid, and wanting to continue to protest. What are your thoughts on this player NBA player coalition movement? First of all, why does Kyrie Irving seem to do lo- seem to let me back this up. Why does Kyrie Irving love to do everything other than play basketball? <laughs> like I just Yeah, the the man's deep, bro. Dude, it just like he okay, like it, it's one of those things where like I get I get where he's coming from. I get the concerns about the coronavirus and I get wanting to stick with the pro with the protest understood. Um, I don't think I, from that perspective, I don't think you could really critique him for that because they're valid points. Um, but you know, you can't, he, he works for the NBA. Like he's an employee of the NBA. We'll just simplify it that way. He is an employee of the NBA. And when you're, when your job calls you back, and you say no, you know, then the job, then that job kind of has a right to keep you away. If you sort of, uh, I mean, in an essence, in simplistic terms, they have a they have a right to sort of fire you. Um, and what's going to be interesting is 
the fallout of this is if the NBA does come back, which I feel like they're going to, if they do come back and Kyrie doesn't come back, I'm going to be curious as to see what Brooklyn does with one of their players. Um, do they? Well, he's in, he wasn't going to play anyway. He's been on record of saying he wasn't going to play because he just had surgery. Right. Um, but let's just, but let's, so let's expand that from Kyrie. Let's just go to any player who decides to not come back. I wonder what organizations mm-hmm. are going to do because I think they're going to be in a tight spot. I think if they're saying, okay, we don't want to come back become, because of the coronavirus, I think as the NBA and as an organization, do you really have a, va- a valid leg to stand on? I think you have, I no. think you have two. I mean, I, f- I feel like the NBA can say, yeah, you need to come back, but then they can say, well, I'm concerned about the virus. So now they're at a stalemate. Well, just to just, so the NBA has already come out and said they won't uh, penalize players for because it's up to the it's up to the players if they want to come back due to the coronavirus because it's really a safety thing. You're putting yourself at risk of leaving and putting yourself in the bubble. And the the NBA has already come out and said that they won't um, penalize players for choosing not to. Um, if you're talking about teammates, that's what well, that was my think? next point. Um. But it's it's so first off, the NBA is going to happen because you've got most, if not all the superstars are saying, yes, they want to play. Right. Like we did a list um, two episodes ago of the top 20 players. Almost all of them, except for Kyrie Irving, say they want to play. Right. Yeah. So it's going to happen. Uh, so the NBA can't really worry about that if. If say every player held out, I don't think they. No one was getting fired over this type of thing. Well, and I was I was using fired because I was struggling to find the appropriate way to say it. But I think, well, I was just I was just I had had this thought process this thought process a while back, just in the sense that it, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, they said they're not going to penalize the players, and I believe them when they say that. But um, you know, I. I wonder what it's going to do to – I wonder what the conversations are going to be like between teammates, you know, is really kind of what I'm what I'm curious about. And we'll never really know, but, you know, you have a teammate who comes in and then you have one who doesn't and then they, you know, reach out to them and say, hey, like, we're here, you need to be here, like, we're all in this together. And the guy goes, no, I, <laughs> but we're not. Um, and it was – it's just an interesting – an interesting – I like conversation and hypothetical in my head, because I feel like everybody's trying to navigate this situation and there's like no set way of doing it correctly. Um, Like, and we'll talk about later, like the, the concerns are there. They're valid. in, In this last week alone, an outbreak, an upsurge, of confirmed cases just in sports alone. Yeah, they're valid. That have re- returned activity. So if you're a player and you're um, in that potentially dangerous population where you're like, like I have a kid at home and I do not want to take coronavirus. Well, I mean, you're not going to take, take coronavirus to them because you're in the bubble. But just that sort of thing, like if you're really that worried about uh, getting it, like it's totally valid not to go. I mean, I think we should... So in terms of coronavirus and NBA players returning, you really can't tell someone that they should or should not do something in in terms of health. Yeah. I think for in terms of the um, protest, 
just first, I wanted to give my interpretation of what this players coalition is feeling. Um, and Avery Bradley, who's a, uh, a, a shooting guard on the Los Angeles Lakers, he's really like become the spokesperson for the protest side of this uh, like hundred player group. He's become their spokesperson and he's really saying and talking for them saying, if we're playing basketball, we're not out there really making like impact and change in communities and in the system. That was his big thing. Like he was, he was saying that we can't, that they couldn't settle on just using a platform or, using their words and then that's going to change anything. Yeah. Um, Which it, it totally makes sense. I mean, if it, if you really, if the, if NBA players really wanted to make a huge change, they would get every single one of them to hold out and tell <laughs> and force owners to say, Hey, we're going to make this list of changes. That would really be effective. Yeah. That would, that would be the way to do it. Um and it's one of those things where, you know, with the coronavirus and then the protests and whatnot, if you're the NBA and you have players who say, no, I'm not going to come back because of the coronavirus. If you're the NBA, I feel like you have to go, okay, that's valid. We'll see you next season because there's really not a, a I mean, when it, like you said, when it comes to health, you really can't force anybody to do that. And then when it comes to the protests, that one, on the other hand, I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay is that a situation in where the NBA, because here, here's, here's what would happen, it, at least I think, is that a situation in where the NBA can step in and say, hey, you're not going to not come play because you're off doing protests. I feel like if they did that, then that would spark more players to hold out and go, wait a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like we're trying to fight for something else right now um, that's more important than the NBA, which we can all acknowledge. So I think the NBA, talking about the protests, also couldn't say, hey, you know, we're not going to come back. I mean, I think if somebody said, yeah, we're not going to come back because of the protests, I don't think the NBA can combat that either because that is a bad look in both instances on the NBA for saying um, if they made people come for uh, – despite corona or despite the protests. They can't. Like, and I, Yeah, I think the NBA has done a really good job. They, they issued a statement um, – if you look back and comparing the NBA and the NFL in terms of like players and their like uh, just like representing their causes, the NBA has handled it so much more. They've handled it more as like a supporter rather than a um, like a like a uh, boss type of thing. Yeah. Like they're your the NBA has handled it like your buddy. That's like. Yes, good. We support that. That the the NFL is like, no, I'm your boss. I pay you. You you can't do that type of thing. So the NBA issued um, a statement. They said a central goal of our season restart will be to utilize the NBA's platform to bring attention and sustain action to issue of social injustice. Yeah, which sounds good, but you really can't equate that to change. Like what? Is that a tangible thing that you can say, yes, we made change because of the NBA's platform, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's in it's interesting waters that everybody is going to try to navigate. Um, and mm-hmm. there's no 
there's no correct way to handle the situation that is in front of everybody. And it's one of those things that, you know, the NBA is just going to have to roll with the punches. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and sort of, you know, bob and weave their way through this because I'm sure they're going to, they've done a really good job at limiting their mistakes. Um, but I think, I mean, a slip up's bound to happen. I would imagine um, it, it always does. Um and uh, yeah, it's just going to be one of those things where they're just they're going to have to <laughs> take everything uh, not from a side of like dictatorship, but I think exactly like you said, like you got to be you got to be a friend to all these players right now. Yeah. Um, I think this the one thing that this um, players coalition is I think underestimating is that NBA platform because in current coronavirus times the nba when they come back is going to be the hottest thing in town oh right? yeah they, eyes are going to be glued to the screen when the lakers play the clippers and if you have lebron and anthony davis kneeling during the national anthem and you have Kawhi and paul george kneeling on the other side and then you have warm-up tees of black lives matter and all the sorts eyes are going to be glued to the screen well not only you're going to have yeah. No, well, I don't mean to cut you off, but not only that, like there's going to be no other league going on. Yeah. So like imagine imagine if the finals is going on and let's say the NFL isn't even on. I I bet you the NBA finals sets a record for most viewership by a landslide. Cuz there's going to be nothing it, going on. Yeah. <laughs> well, right now the if the NFL starts on time, the NFL and college football would be playing during the NBA finals. Well, yes, but I mean, in turn, but I, what are people going to watch the NBA finals or week one of the NFL, you know, probably week one of the NFL. I'm not, I'm not sure, dude. I don't know, bro. NFL's it's big time. It's the daddy. It is. <laughs> I, it is. Uh, it's the daddy, the mommy, the grandpappy, the crazy uncle, all of them. I, I, I admit that. Um, but, uh, it's. I don't know. I, 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 I it's just that's just my guess. I feel like the NBA. Well, I don't know. I I don't know. Um, but I'll tell you what is going to be fun if everything does work out that way, and we have basketball, we have the NBA finals, and the start of the NFL season happening at the same time. Oh, like we'd be spoiled. Yeah, it would be really. Spoiled. We really would be after being deprived for so long of sports. We'd be we'd be spoiled to have both of them. Two two of the most exciting parts of the season happening at the same time. Tom Brady and LeBron James playing at the same time. Oh, on the same day. <laughs> Even though nobody cares about Tom Brady. I mean, that was it was uh, just to finish just to finish up. I I think the NBA is coming back yes. for sure. Um, I'm really excited to see what the star players do with that platform because all it's, it almost seems like all the superstars are so outspoken. Mm-hmm about this, about everything. And um, I, I really hope some real change can happen. I also hope that this player coalition's um, wants are taken into consideration by the NBA because they really bring up some good points about um, the uh, racial inequality in even the NBA in terms of like high decision-making positions in NBA front offices. There's only, I think, four uh, black gyms in the whole NBA. And we think about the NBA as being so progressive, but then 
things like that is like, oh, wait, really? There's so many yeah. great players that have come through the league and then mo- like an overwhelming majority of decision-making positions in NBA front offices are <laughs> white. It's, it's just it's interesting to see. Yeah, and we bashed the NFL about that two weeks ago. So, Well, the, the NFL deserves bashing sometimes. That's true. Probably definitely more so than the NBA. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think we've definitely talked about the NBA for sure. But going into the NFL, mm-hmm. and we talk, there's some grave grave news falling upon the NFL this weekend. Doctor Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease in this country, comes down with. Man, now what do you want to hear as an NFL fan? Issuing a statement saying, well, if the league isn't going to be in a bubble, this season might not really happen. Mm -hmm. And for football, a bubble doesn't really work when you have that large of rosters because there's not enough space. So, Jason, is NFL football going to happen this year? Um, before I answer that question, and I'll uh, I'll try to stall a little bit because you sounded like a robot when you were explaining it. I was able to understand everything you were saying, but you were coming in and out a little bit. Um, can you hear me at all? I can hear you. I heard you just fine, but you were uh, you were you sounded like you were from uh, the year um, thirty thirty. Um, I have so I have been upgraded. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's yeah. It's like a like an old SpongeBob episode where they went into the future where it's all Chrome. Yeah. I just dropped a SpongeBob reference for you. all. Oh, uh-huh. uh, SpongeBob's transgender. Did you hear that? Or no, uh, <laughs> queer. They came out and said officially, sorry, that was a, this was a sidetrack. Okay, great. Does that, does that change your, your views on SpongeBob? Good for SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> we always knew him and Patrick were secretly. Oh, hell yeah, under Patrick's rock. Are you joking, bro? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Why do you think that rock that rock was really rocking? I mean <laughs> So oh God. Um so So I can't I can't believe I just made a SpongeBob sex joke on our show. Um actually I'm not surprised. But Will the NFL start? Will the NFL start? Um, okay. They can't have a bubble. You're right. It's too big. There's too many people. There's too many moving parts. There, it would be – it just – it wouldn't work. At least with the NBA, you have like, you know, 10 – 10 not really. Like 12 to 15-man rosters. Um, but you multiply that by like five just for one NFL team. Um, so you would probably need four NBA teams to – uh, be somewhat equal to one NFL team. So it just, it wouldn't work. Um, so what'll be interesting is, you know, they talk about having a bubble. Um, and I don't, I don't know if this is possible. This may be a dumb suggestion. I'm just coming up with this off the top of my head. Would there be a way to create two to three bubbles somewhere like along the same area, like along the East coast or along the West coast at certain stadiums? I have no idea. Um, and we're, and obviously there's risk when you fly back and forth between certain areas. Could you create three to four different bubbles for, for teams? Would that work? I don't know. You might need more because there's a ton of teams and there's a ton of people. Um, if, the, if the NFL is going to start, so the, starting, the start date is scheduled for September 10th, which is a bit of a ways away. So we've still got some time. Mm-hmm. 
So a lot could change in between then. Um, but if he's saying if he's if Fauci is coming out and saying the only way that the only smart way to do this um, is with a bubble, then they're going to have to find a way to create to to do that somehow. And they can't. I don't. I think you and I have been pretty clear about that on, on this so far. It would be impossible to do it in one area. So the only reason why I'm saying multiple is because that would feasibly, I think, be the only way to create a bubble. It's not like you could section off the entire San Francisco area. Yeah, it would, or... it would be if the NFL were trying to make a bubble, it would be like um, the Simpsons movie when they literally created a dome over a city. Yeah. And then that city would have to have no population in it. And then all the players and the staff, the training staff, the the doctors, the coaches, they would all inhabit that city. Yeah. So, like, could you create, like, five different bubbles along the West Coast? Like, each team has one plane and one plane only that they have to travel to. And they have a set route that they have to take every single time that's cleared through the city wherever they're at. Um, They have to go to the same hotel, stay in the same rooms. Nobody else is allowed in. I mean – the the logistics behind planning something like that would be an absolute nightmare. Um, so at that point, like the fact that first of all, the fact that Fauci came out and say that Roger Goodell is probably throwing stuff at his TV because now if he goes against that again, that's doesn't look good on the NFL. Um, saying, oh yeah, screw what the medical expert on this is saying. We're gonna you know play our football games. Yeah. So Fauci kind of put the NFL in a bit of a bind, in my opinion. Not, and that's not a bad thing, by the way. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Fauci's doing his job. Um, so I would, I really would not like to be Roger Goodell right now, and I'm glad I'm not. Yeah, I mean, the the thing too is, what did you say? September? What was the September 10th? So there's is a what lot, I'm seeing there's right now. Quite a bit of time between, so that gives the NFL a little bit of wiggle room, um, and. The only possible bubble scenario I see is either do each division or do each conference. Yeah, because I don't think you could feasibly do. I mean, I don't know. It just—it's tough. Yeah, there's just so many people. There's so many people. Um, a possibility is maybe the virus numbers go steadily down but it, it doesn't seem like that because flu season's gonna be upon us and with the flu season probably comes the coronavirus season again so yeah it's just if a league can do it i think the nfl definitely has the muscles to flex to say they'll do it even without a bubble because i feel like the public outroar wouldn't be that crazy because we just are starving for NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they have the corporate backing to be fine. Uh, but it's just maybe the players won't won't want to be in that situation. If we get like what we have in, with Clemson, with 23 of their players testing positive already, and they're in training yeah. camp, and then you yeah. get them playing against another team that could also have 20 plus positives. <laughs> it's like, well, what are we talking about here? 
Yeah. And I think, I think, I think, wow. Um, I'm hoping <laughs> I, you're thinking. Yeah, I'm clearly thinking very wrong right now. Um, I, uh, I think if you're a player in the NFL and shoot, even the NBA, maybe more so the NBA, if and the NBA players are going, are going to go to this bubble. If it were me, I'm not bringing my family to that bubble. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because um, I know for a fact that, at least I would assume, that the families have been isolating themselves and whatnot. And then when you bring them to that bubble, I understand that you'd be away from them for a while. But do you take the risk of bringing them to a place where there's going to be a lot of people? Granted, we're all gonna, they'd all be in a bubble. Or do you just leave them sort of at home where you know they're going to be where you know they're going to be safe. So I feel like the players, which the NBA is running, is sort of experiencing right now is going to be the issue for them starting up. I feel like the NFL could run into that too. Not Maybe not for the same reasons as the NBA, um, but maybe similar reasons. Um, I know that was just something that I had thought about when, when we were talking about the NBA and whatnot is not just the players, but the, the players' families as well um, and being away for so long in a bubble like that. Mm-hmm. Um. And do you risk bringing your family to that? Um, because maybe after a month or two, there's not a, there's not really a risk anymore. But that first two weeks, you know, you're still. I mean, you're going to be walking around with new people. And um, just the more people is the more variables that you're bringing in. Yeah, and you're in. traveling. You, the more people, the less you can control what's happening. Yeah, and by the way, that bubble that they've got set up for the NBA players sounds super cool, by the way. Yeah, have you, uh, do you know that pulled up what they have, like the amenities that they're doing? I, I mean, um, each, I mean, I can, I can look for it's it. It's like each team has their own personal chef that's working around the clock for whatever they want. Um, and then the Kings are in the worst hotel and it's actually like a really nice hotel. Oh, here you go. Um, so, uh, so this is coming from a source from the athletic and uh, stadium. Not only will players be allowed to attend other games uh, when play resumes, but they'll also have access to pools, trails, um, barbers, um, pedicures, concierge services, movie screenings, DJ sets, lawn games, and player-only lounges. A um, bunch of TVs, gaming systems. They'll also have an assigned hotel location for the duration of their time. Um, so they're really setting it up <laughs> for them. Yeah. But, again, the, this coming back to the NFL, the NBA has the ability to do that because there's less people to deal with. The NFL is just not that. So I feel like you're right in saying the NFL – has the muscle to flex just to say, okay, we're going to play. We're going to play without any fans, and we're going to take the risk of, of doing that. Um, but then at the same time, do you think they're going to try to find a way to bubble off maybe it, it, through divisions or through, like, the West Coast, East Coast kind of thing? Like, I don't – I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. I just – What makes sense to you? Like, it, like, right now, sitting here, what makes sense – to you, if you were Roger Goodell and you said, "Okay, you know what? To me, this is the plan that sounds the most sane in my head." What would that be? So, I mean, it, really, the model right now is either you look at um, European soccer, who's gone on 
relatively clean. I think this is their second week of being open with like the, all the major leagues being open in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got PGA if you're looking at something close here. So neither of those are really running in a bubble sense. They still have players that are traveling. The PGA is definitely way different. It's way less people. Oh, like, yeah. I get that totally. But they, they're able to get allow players to travel and then um, house them in such a way that they've had one positive case in the last two tournaments, which, mm-hmm. I mean. It was a caddy, right? Or was it a player? No, it was, no, a, it player. was a player. It was a player, was a player yeah. Um, I'm blanking on the name. It, it, it was uh, something Watney. Mm-hmm. I want to say mm, I want to say Mark Watney, but that's from the yeah. Marshall. I was thinking that. I was thinking that too. <laughs> it's like Nick Watney, I think. Um, he got stuck on uh, Jupiter, <laughs> even though Jupiter's gas. But <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was nerdy movie reference for anybody who caught that. Um, so if you're if you're the NFL and you're looking at that, following all of the guidelines that the PGA has followed. If you allow for the visiting team to go through all those same guidelines and probably way more because of the NFL and you have a lot more assets to make sure that players are safe than the PGA just because of the amount of money you have. Um, I, I think the bubble doesn't have to be the be-all, end-all for the NFL yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I it doesn't have it. Does, certainly doesn't have to be. But we're not uh, we're not health experts. We're not someone that has spent their life <laughs> studying diseases and pandemics. So we'll just put it plainly: we're not really experts on anything. Like I, <laughs> um, I, Sam could probably you know cook some pretty mean noodles for you after uh, after working after doing you know that work for a while. I'm assuming, right? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you did burn yourself. I think one of the last weeks you were there. Did I, I burn myself? Right. I burned myself a lot there. I mean, you're working with – that's not the – it's not the point, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying uh, if the PGA can do it, the NFL can do it. So. I, I don't agree with that statement in the sense that the PGA – I agree with something else that you said. The PGA is a totally different entity – and they're just dealing with a significantly significantly less amount of people. I don't I don't think it's an apples to apples comparison. Well, when you think about it, because NFL only two teams are playing each other, so you got like uh, fifty three man rosters, so that's one hundred and six players that you have to account for, and then you got a coach for every position group, so that's yeah, like. 22 coaches and then you got the staff so it adds up to probably what like 300 people that you have to count probably for, for each game and there's 16 games that go on in a week um but the nfl has the the scope that i feel like they can handle that and we've already seen an out uh, an uptick in confirmed cases now that training camps have come together for the nfl you have the dallas cowboys and houston um, they've seen uh, an uptick in players testing positive um, because Dallas and the Houston area have seen pr- uh, pretty high surges. 
in confirmed cases too. So if they can learn from their mistakes going on right now, who knows? They still have time. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's still plenty of time between now and then. Um, So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they do again. You know, we're just spitballing ideas here. Let us know what you guys think, because it's um, like I said, we're, we're just trying to, Maybe see if we can sort of guess what's going on um, with the NBA and the NFL. But I feel like that's what we're all doing right now. Reporters, analysts, you know, schmucks like us. I feel like that's what we're trying to do. So, Schmucks. Schmucks. Schmucks like us. Man, you must have had a bad day. You're being mean. I had a great day. I had a great day. Um, Just because the spotlight wasn't on you doesn't mean you got to call schmucks. Hey, listen, Spotlight is always no, – <laughs> um, Okay, next topic. You have – wow, that was a voice crack. Did you catch that? That was bad, dude. That was bad. It's been happening a lot to me at work recently because I, I'm getting used to yelling again at work. Uh-huh. So um, it happened like one of the first – I like the first day I was back like at least twice and then the next day it happened a few times and I was like, oh, well, okay, back at work, I guess. Um, and every time I do it, I point it out. I, I checked to see if anybody caught it and there was one where like I had the entire class, like head, like all 40 of them just head class, like just turn. Be like, dude, that was bad. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Dude, do your burpees. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right, next topic. You've been transitioning us well. I've been impressed with your transition. So transition us from burpees. Um, well, burpees are really just an awful exercise. And one of the worst exercises right now is trying to get the MLB players and the MLB owners to come together to figure out how they're supposed to play baseball right now. Yeah, I feel like you're going to have more to offer on this. So go ahead. So, gosh. They're just idiots, man. Here right now, MLB has, on a silver platter, the ability to grow their fan base like they've never had before. I just watched, um, I think it was this last Sunday, the um, Long Gone Summer 30 for 30 about uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa's home run race in 1998. Mm-hmm. I think it was 98. Great year. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> a schmuck was born then. <laughs> yeah. But you have the MLB Players Association, the MLB owners fighting over, right now they're fighting over 10 games. The players <laughs> want to play 70, and the MLB owners only want to play 60. Right? Because it's, yeah. it's all about money. Every game that the MLB owners put on, they're going to lose money because they don't have fans of the games, right? Yeah. And the players want to maximize as much money as they earn this year by playing more games because they're what, only going to yeah. earn a fraction of their salary for all the games that they play. Yeah. So it, right now they're just so far. And what's getting worse, spring training, tra- spring training sites are closing because of positive cases. Yep. One thing after another. On Friday... The Phillies, Blue Jays, the Giants, um, the Astros, the mm-hmm, – there's one other one. 
those those teams all closed their facilities because of positive cases. This is not looking good for the MLB. Jason, are you going to be a fan of the MLB after this year if they don't play? Well, I'll tell you what, I'd be – so as somebody who doesn't religiously watch the MLB, if it was on right now, I would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be all over that um, because it would be something to watch. Um, and it, I think it would bring in, like you said, it would it would grow their fan base in the sense that it would – you're om- you'd almost be forcing people to watch baseball at that point, um, which in hindsight is probably a good thing, even though it sounds bad, but you'd need it as the MLB. Like you need people to be watching your sport because nobody was uh, when it was on normally under normal cir- circumstances. The MLB has been having trouble holding their audience um, for a while now. Um and keeping people engaged because, you know, they've tried to speed up the game uh, over the past couple of years. And I mean, it, there are times when it, I guess it feels a little bit faster, but it's still, you know, like a almost, it can range. It can be like a five to six hour game. Um, and people just don't sit around and, and watch that. Well, it's because uh, a football game is three, yeah, three to three and a half hours. It's pretty long, but it is, it has your attention every down. Mm-hmm. Baseball just isn't that. I think this would be a perfect time for baseball to capture casual fans like yourself. Because yeah. baseball is something that you need to get invested in the numbers and everything that's going on. Be like, oh my God, that's uh, Jacob DeGrom. He's one of the best pitchers in the league because his ERA is blah, blah, blah. His strikeouts is blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's... uh. Mookie Betts, and he, this is the first year he's playing with the Dodgers. The Dodgers have such high expectations, and he's in the home. Oh, God, I forgot he was on the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, and he's <laughs> and he's in the home run race with blah, blah, blah home runs, and he's fighting with Manny Machado of the San Diego. Like that, all those things create natural storylines that just strengthens. If you have people that are just casually turning on highlights and aren't getting that, they're not going to be invested in the game. So now people have a lot of time on their hands to be able to research into the MLB and create these storylines, but they're just not on. They're not yeah. taking advantage of that situation because of the dollars and cents. And what it is, and what it, from like an optic standpoint, it just looks petty. It just looks petty. And on, on both sides, I guess, not being able to come to an agreement. You know, and you'd you'd like to believe, or I'd like to believe, that at the end of the day, it's just about trying to play baseball. And you'd think everybody would be on board for that. Um, And, you know, maybe you do lose a little bit of money this year, which I guess maybe is not the right word. You will will (laughs) lose a little bit of money this year. But... You also got to realize, A, maybe in the long run, it actually is helpful for you. Mm -hmm. And two, you'd also, and maybe, who knows if people care about this or not, I don't know. Probably just not really playing any factor in. But you're actually just helping people right now by giving them some sports. Um, And you're sitting there and you're arguing over numbers uh, when the way that I look at it is, you know, as somebody, like I said, who doesn't really watch baseball – 
you throw in baseball on the screen for the, like as soon as possible, you may get me watching your uh, baseball next year. Mm-hmm. You may turn me into a baseball fan. And I think the the potential for that, I would think, would be driving the MLB to want to to get the season up and up and running. But you're like you like you mentioned, they're losing an opportunity to gain fans like myself. Yeah, it's just today, just today, Father's Day is such a big day where you have dads across the nation that just want to sit around and watch sports. Usually, there would be the NBA playoffs on. There would be um, the U.S. Open would be this Mm -hmm. weekend. You didn't even have golf today because there was a weather delay. There was nothing going on today. No. Unless there is other than the SBs, but yeah, but who cares? There's an there's like online SBs. And... Uh, you have base. You could have A's Reds, two teams <laughs> that are eh, all right. They have pretty small fan bases, and I would sit down and watch that. Sure, it's something new. Yeah, give us something to watch. I just watched the 2013 NBA Finals again. Game seven again because it was on, and I'm like, I was watching uh, the 2018 uh, shootout between the Chiefs and the Rams earlier today. That was on too. That yeah. like, yeah, the yeah, the like 50, 60 point game back when we thought uh, Jared Goff was good. Yeah, weren't those the days? <laughs> there's there's um, only so times, so many times I can watch a game that I already know what's gonna happen. Exactly, <laughs> um, and yeah. Like, we're watching repeats right now. So, my God, I tell you what, every time the UFC is on, I'm so happy. <laughs> just because it's just like, yes, live sports with outcomes that I'm not aware of. And say the MLB does come back, and it's a 60-game season, that's kind of helps MLB in the sense that it, it creates meaning in series. Now yeah, it's a, intriguing. Now all of, a, all of a sudden, if you win four or five series in a row, it's like, oh man, we're in the playoff hunt already. We're the San Francisco yeah. Giants. We thought we were going to be contending for the number one pick this year. We might need to trade for an arm, go in this year, and try to win the World Series. You get teams that wouldn't really be in it that are suddenly in it, and you get more fan bases involved in baseball. And then you also have, contrary to that, teams who like can't afford to lose a game. <laughs> you only have 60 to work with. You know, you have a third of your normal season mm-hmm. pretty much. You 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 don't have much margin for error. You're going to see probably more of the best pitchers pitching on shorter rest because every game means more. You have definitely less guys taking days off. Yeah. You're getting probably the best product of baseball out there that you can in terms of players. I think the fact that there's no fans would probably hurt a little bit. Um, But I mean, soccer is a great example of how the missing the fans isn't the end, the end all be all that, that league should be worried about because they just pump in the noise and it's it's really fine. Mm -hmm. Like it's really, it's really okay. Like you almost forget that there's not fans there. Yeah, And there's no reason that all the other sports can do that and have that same success. And let's all be aware that all of these athletes, every single one of them, 
every single one of them has played games in their life when there have only been like three or four people watching. You go all the way back to when they were kids and they were playing AAU and whatnot. There were, and they were in tournaments and whatnot when there were a hundred games going on. There are plenty. I mean, every single, every single athlete who's ever played, I think is a safe, I think it's pretty safe to say has played in games where there have either been like, where there have been next to zero people watching. Um, and while it's fun to have fans um, there and it's fun to get pumped up by the crowd, I still remember one of the, one of my favorite and one of the weirdest um, things that ever happened to me uh, was when Roseville was playing Wood Creek. We were at Wood Creek. I went to take the ball out over on Wood Creek, uh, the Wood Creek's fan sidelines, and I have two fans whose noses were touching my ear because they were screaming in my ear. And as weird as that was, it was cool just because, like, you know, there were a bunch of people there, but that, you know, it didn't affect the game in that sense. It was just an interesting an interesting and, and sort of fun fun little memory. But in terms of the actual game itself, you could absolutely play sports without fans and be totally fine. Because at the end of the day, you feed off your teammates, you know? Yeah, and your teammates are yelling, especially at baseball. Like the camaraderie in baseball, I think, is one of the highest in any other sports. And you got guys just on the dugout railing, just waving their rally towels and it's and that would probably in entice those players to to do that more you know now that there's no noise mm. so yeah mlb get your shit together seriously also the thing too is um what are your thoughts on if they were going to name uh individual awards at the end of a shortened season like mvp cy young uh, most improved comeback player stuff like that. Mm. Would you be for that? I don't. I think I'd be either. I, I don't think I would care either way. Honestly, I think it'd be one of those things where it's like if they did, it's like okay, great. But if not, then it's like okay. Well, I understand because it was only a third of the season. Yeah. So you might get somebody whose batting average is like four fifty, <laughs> which would be cool. It'd be cool. Yeah. Just don't. I guess don't include it in the record books. Yeah, exactly. Just you got to put like a little, like a little, you know, asterisk next to that. Oh, by the way, they only played sixty games, but he did bat four fifty. So and he he hit like a home run every single time he stepped up to the plate. Yeah, <laughs> be like, oh yeah, he had a hit in every single game that season. Never been done before. Oh, but they only played sixty games. So yeah, who knows, man? Just losing faith in the MLB. <laughs> yeah, you're not the first. You're not the first. Okay, transition us again. You've been doing really well. Um, I think next we got to talk about a sport that's really one of our favorites here on the show. We're talking tennis. U.S. <laughs> Open tennis, baby. I knew it. U.S. <laughs> Open tennis is confirmed. It's happening this year. <laughs> and you got some of the big names in the sport kind of outraged. <laughs> One person that's not outraged, however, is America's own Serena Williams, who says she's going to play, and she's totally behind it. She is full confidence that this U.S. Open is going to be safe. But then you have guys oh, like our one of our show's favorites, Rafa. Oh. He's a little skeptical of coming and playing. And you got Djokovic saying he's a little worried about coming to play. You just got guys from international guys that are 
a little worried about traveling, being forced to travel and play in the United States because of all the things that are going on. What's your take on the U.S. Open? So I'm looking at the top eight seeds for men right now, Mm -hmm. and you were talking about them traveling. So here's where everybody would be traveling from. Serbia, Spain, Switzerland, Austria, Russia, Germany, Japan, Greece. So they're coming from everywhere. <laughs> um, if assuming they're in um, their home countries right now, which I imagine a lot of them are. Um, <clears throat> maybe a lot of, maybe some of them aren't. I don't know. But, um, you know, with, with traveling to the, to the United States um, and coming here, tennis, I feel, is in the same realm is golf obviously there's really not a lot of people to account for in terms of players mm-hmm. um and maybe less in tennis because there's not a caddy no there's definitely um, a lot well they do have um coaches and then family they do have coaches yes um but i feel like if you just brought that one coach um as opposed to i guess okay maybe that nullifies the whole caddy argument but um it's still in the same realm of the sense that there's not a lot of people to account for. Um, and I guess it would just be, I guess it would just be one of those things where you schedule everybody, to, but like, yeah. So that, I mean, if you have six, is it 64 or 128 for the U S open? I feel like it's 64. Well, there's also qualifiers for the, uh, U S open. So let's say you, let's say you get 64, you know, athletes to come and mm-hmm. then like, well, you got, 60... you got men and women's bracket too. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So 64 for men and 64 for women. Um, what if like 10 don't show up? So what, what do you, on both sides, what do you do then? Do you just say, okay, well you move on to the next round or what if you have an uneven number? Um, and... I don't think they'll have any trouble filling the spots. I mean, we're talking about the U S open here. It's one of the prestigious tennis, tournaments and i think it's it's gonna be i think it's the first major because they postponed um all the other majors to after i'm pretty sure true i'm just saying like because we keep talking about you know we kept talking about in the nba with people not wanting to come back because of the virus Mm -hmm. and people not wanting to come back because of the protests and then maybe that's going to happen in the nfl yeah you know if you're the u.s open I imagine you're going to have the same thing, especially with the coronavirus thing. So if you're, if you're the U.S. Open, do you then just literally start sending out invitations to anybody you can at that point to come fill the spot yeah, and whoever's just, game gets to play? You just go down the list of the world rankings at that point. Pretty much, I, I think, right? And be like, okay, well. Hi, Mr. John you know, Smith. We are cordially inviting you to the U.S. Open. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, man, I was scheduled to teach a class that day. <laughs> But I guess I'll play. Yeah, that kind of uh, interrupts my tea time on that day. Oh. Yeah, I'd be like, I had brunch scheduled with my brother. Um, but, I mean, I guess I'll come play Novak Djokovic. Well, um, you might not play Djokovic. Well, yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean. But, like, one has to play with, you know, one has to play against somebody. Um, so, that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. You get somebody who's just way at the bottom who probably has another job. Um, and they'd be like, yeah, we, we want you to go play at the U.S. Open. Yeah. Are, do you have the right number? <laughs> have you seen my tape? 
<laughs> yeah, you're. I only have a thirty-three percent win rate. You're matched up against Federer. It's all good. Oh, okay. So I'm a body bag. <laughs> it's all good. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I'd I'd be happy to come take some shots for for Federer and warm him up. Oh, this is a practice round. Oh, I thought we were just we we're just scrimmaging, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Oh well, then I'm game. I'm totally game for that. And then you show up, be like, oh yeah, no, like we're. Yeah, like we're actually gonna play. Like he, he's really gonna try. <laughs> oh, he's gonna try <laughs> at the start. Hey, Ro- hey, Roger. Um, is it cool if we get a picture before my kids? Like huge fans. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, yeah, give me twenty minutes to match me over. <laughs> we'll, we'll walk into it. Um. Oh man. Oh, wait, Roger, don't even take out the water bottles or the towel. You're not gonna sweat. It's all good. Yeah. It's- <laughs> I'll give you the points. I, it's okay. I'm just happy to be. You're gonna win at love anyway. It's all good. It's it's all good. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna watch you serve. Honestly, we'll just. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn back and see how fast you served it, and be like, wow. Oh man. What if you got called up for the U.S. Open just randomly out of the blue? Like, dude, we're really hurting, but like, we need a body. That reminds me of. Um... Of something I need to ask you. Um, I'd be well. I guess there's no fans, so it wouldn't be that sketch. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I would. I'm not super um, scared of embarrassing myself. That'd just be. It'd be cool no. to hang out with a player. Well, at that point, like, what do you have to lose, really? Like, are you really going to be embarrassed if you never score a point against a professional tennis and they're, player? They're going to have to give me like a tennis racket. Some, some like tennis gear and stuff. Like, show, show up with a basketball. Like if anything, I'm making a profit at that point. That's true. Be like, oh sweet, thanks for paying for all my stuff. I can keep this, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna sell this and pay for my ticket home. I'd even like stand at the. Uh, it's not an end line. It's some. It's some line, and turn my back on Roger Federer and let him serve at me. I'd let that happen if if I get to meet him. I was gonna say, would you rather take a serve off the bat or a, off uh, like a serve from Federer on the back, or would you rather get uh, a pitch on the back? Ooh, because they're both gonna hurt. Baseball's harder, but the tennis ball is coming at you probably at forty to fifty miles an hour faster. Yeah, I feel like because the tennis ball definitely softer, but it's gonna hurt. On impact. Oh, oh yeah. Like it's just going to be a pop. I feel like that's just going to be more of a. Um, I feel like a little bit more cushion. I feel like that pain's not going to last as long as getting hit by like a hundred mile per hour pitch in the back. That it's like a it's a thump when you get hit by a baseball. Like it's it's a very dull just. What about getting I, hit by a golf ball off a driver? See, I was thinking that, but the golf ball's, you know, launch speed, you know, at times is like 200 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Brooks Kepka is standing. You're standing in front of Brooks Kepka's driver. You couldn't pay me enough money. I, I don't think. Would you rather to... do that or get hit by a punch by Mike Tyson in his prime? I'll tell you what, if I knew that the golf ball was going to hit my but I'd probably oh, yeah, take yeah. it. But if I'm taking it off the back, you can then pick no, but if, wherever it's coming off. 
Oh, then I I'd probably take the golf ball off the ass <laughs> over getting punched in the face or punched in the gut by Mike Tyson. By Tyson, I think so. I that because that might have some lasting damage. Oh, it will. <laughs> so, and I can take a punch. Like I got through boot camp pretty well. Yeah, I from can Mike take Tyson. a punch, but I know. But that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like I can take a punch, but that's not getting punched by him is not a normal punch. So it's, it's like getting hit by a small truck. And oh, and he's talking about coming back. I'm not talking about Mike Tyson now. I'm talking about Prime. Oh, you want Prime Tyson? Pre-prison. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I don't think that changes anything. I still think I take the golf ball. Really? I I okay, I've got some cushion back there, so I feel like I'd be okay. <laughs> it just goes through the cheek, out out the other <laughs> like out your hip. Oh. <laughs> I have a hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think I'd take the golf ball. I think I'd go golf ball off the – well, okay, so tennis ball, if it's getting hit in the butt and not the back, then I feel the tennis ball is no, it's the easiest to us. Okay, well, so we got baseball to the arm, tennis ball to the – To the arm. The back. Yeah, you want to go the arm or the back for the baseball. Not the back. Okay, so we got baseball to the back, tennis ball to the back, and then golf ball to the butt. Okay, wait, wait, wait. How about everything to the face? Everything to the face? You can't take the golf ball. You'd die. Really? You think? I think you'd die. <laughs> hmm. Or you'd, sh- like, completely shatter your face. <laughs> Just it, Especially depending on where you hit. If you get hit in the forehead... I mean, you take the tennis the ball same at thing that would, point. The same thing would happen with the baseball. Yeah, I think you take the tennis ball at that point. You got to. You have to. It's just softer. And if a volleyball was in play, I'd take the volleyball 100%. I'd take 10 volleyballs off the face. What about a soccer ball? I think I'd take the volleyball. You have to take the soccer ball straight to your nose. <laughs> well, for you, that'd be horrible. Well, even if it didn't hit my nose... I'd, I'd bleed. Still get a bloody nose. The wind, the contact of the wind would make me bleed. Oh my gosh, that was a fun conversation. We'll have to put, we'll have to put a poll up. Would you rather get hit with a baseball in the back or a tennis ball in the back or a golf ball in the butt? How about, would you say the easiest one was the tennis ball? I think the tennis ball, well, if we, if we were talking about it to the face, I think the tennis ball was the easiest Tennis one. ball to the back or getting tackled by JJ Watt and you have no pads on no pads and he has pads I was going to say if it's pads I'm taking the hit you do not have pads well that changes you don't even have those sissy uh, rib pads that you have hey they they helped (laughs) Um, they served a purpose when you were playing quarterback um i yeah, i think i take the tennis ball with no pads yeah, definitely if i had pads I'll, I'll take the hit hell no no i'll take the hit. dude he hurts people in the nfl i don't care i feel like i could brace a little bit for i'm that. taking the tennis ball <laughs> I <get> hurt. <laughs> you're just gonna get hurt either way he could break a rib i can't bre- you can't break a hip off hip off of a a tennis ball. I'm just saying. By the way, this all reminds me, we still have to go paintballing eventually. 
that's nothing in comparison, though. Oh, no. But I'm just saying, all this talk about getting hit, we definitely need to go paintball eventually. So, what other topics do we have? We're, we're, getting, clo- we're getting close to our sort of our end range. What else do we got? We got anything interesting? So, here's the thing that's like the no-brainer of the week. NASCAR bans the Confederate flag from being displayed at races. Which, by the way, apparently got flown over a race today, I think. Oh, my gosh. If I remember seeing, uh, if I remember reading that correctly, I think somebody, like, had a plane fly one over. Can can we just say, like, I get the whole First Amendment, like, you have the right to say whatever you feel. The Confederacy wasn't America. The Confederacy (laughs) is the most un-American thing possible. Yeah. They were fighting for everything against what America upheld. So the fact that you're flying that flag around as a symbol of, oh, this is our proud history. It's like, no, that was another country. That's like yeah. flying flying a North Korean flag or a Soviet Union flag during the Cold War. It's like we went they killed Americans. Yeah. And you're it's it, it it's mind numbing, not to mention the symbolism towards slavery. Yeah. I'm not even talking about that. If you, if you, the whole, put the racial things aside, because if we're talking to people that are rape, that are hanging the Confederate flag, I don't think you get to them through, hey, you're a racist. Get to yeah. them, you're un American by raising the Confederate <laughs> flag. It's a, yeah. it's a part of American history, but it's something that's not a very proud part of American history. Germany is not <laughs> putting up the Nazi flag saying, look at us. We were so we're so proud of that time in our history. No, 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 no. This should have been a thing that should have happened a long time ago. And the fact that some NASCAR fans are putting up a fight against it are saying, I'm never going to watch NASCAR again. What? Because you can't hang a flag of someone that lost against America. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't feel like I have anything more to add to that. I think (laughs) that was a good, that was a good little rant. Mind numbing. It's, It's literally dumb. It's one of those things that you want, that you just, you sit there and you, when that when NASCAR comes out and say, "Oh yeah, we're banning the Confederate flag," you just kind of turn your head and go, "Well, shouldn't have been shouldn't have been, been banned already." <laughs> like, why why, uh, why why didn't we cover this? I feel like this should have been in a board meeting, like a like hundred years ago. The Constitution should have had an amendment that said we no longer allow the hanging of the Confederate flag. In any form or facet. Like, that should have been a thing. <laughs> there's, like, I cannot believe somebody, like, you you gotta believe that there's somebody in NASCAR just kind of shaking their head and going, why didn't we do this a long time ago? <laughs> like, how did they make it this far? Because they had Like, how did that slip fans. under them? How did that slip under the radar? They got cousin-loving rednecks that are their main source of population and fandom. God, I hope we don't have any NASCAR fans listening to us. That are like, oh man, I love the Confederacy because they killed a bunch of Americans back in the day. It's like... Speaking 
Speaking of cousin love and rednecks, <laughs> I read an article because I had to in my anthropology class that said it was titled Go Ahead, Kiss Your Cousin. And it was a big giant article talking about how marrying and having kids with your cousin really isn't that big of a risk. I thought it was the second cousin that you can have normal babies. No, they were talking about first cousins as well. No. But like, why? (laughs) Well, well, the argument that they were saying, I think if I remember one of the statistics, it was like, if you had a, if you had a kid with one of your first cousins, then it's only like a two to three more percent chance of of something bad happening. Deformity. Yeah, and then they were like, it'd be the same as like a forty, like a forty-five-year-old woman having a kid mm-hmm. um, at that point in her life. And I was sitting there, and I was like, "Bro, two to three percent is big." <laughs> like, like say say what you want about like it not be, like I don't I can understand why you say it wouldn't be big, yeah. but like it is. And that, <laughs> that's a big difference. Add that to the already existing chance that you and someone that is not related to you could possibly produce a child with a deformity. Yeah, like, why <laughs> take the risk? Like, why? Because um, Cousin Janny was looking pretty fine summer 69, you know what I'm saying? I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a weird article to read, and they had all these... All this data and all these. Well, they're just like, talking about biologically. They're not talking about like you should really invest in emotionally no, loving it, your. Cousin. No, the article was actually more like it wasn't necessarily like, "Hey, you should go out and marry your cousin." It was just like, "Hey, you know, this happens a lot more than like people think it does, and it's actually not as bad as people think it is." And here are the reasons why. Um, so it was it was a really weird weird article well, um, to read. There's no really, uh, like, there's no time that you need to, like, get to know the other person because you've been going to Christmas at their house for the last couple of years. Exactly. You know, who knows you better than your cousin? Yeah, you guys share the same toys and whatnot when you were kids. So Maybe the same path, too. That's where it started. Yeah. Maybe you guys had your diapers changed right next to each other. You know, started life together. Why not end it together? God, <laughs> <laughs> that's you and Jenna. For technically, we're not cousins. You're not cousins, but I mean, being born in the same hospital on the same freaking day. Yeah, pretty sick, you know what I mean? It's it's pretty crazy. Uh, it is pretty crazy. Um, yeah, so that's kind of all I had. I feel like we're good. Oh, I mean, Unless... I know we're good, but like, yeah, like I mean, well, this is the I mean, this is the best sports show. On Apple. On the planet. I mean, I feel like that's a bit of a stretch, but I'm, on the I feel like on Apple. Um, all right, yeah. Cool. See you guys. No, I, um, the, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much uh, for listening uh, today. I don't, I don't really know where to go from You're that. You're waffling um, it, dude. I know. I, was, I wasn't expecting the show actually to end this quickly. Um, it doesn't have to. Well, I mean, I don't really know what else we we talk so, about. You know, we've never been good at ending shows. So, are we what what course do you want? To, I, this is what I want. To, I want to know for the people that have listened so far. You guys are OGs, and yeah. you all probably have our number. I want to start a golf YouTube channel with Jason. <laughs> 
Just for the pure fact that we can get free golf stuff. <laughs> but who would, that 80 degree wedge that I told you about. Who would be interested in seeing me and Jason shank a bunch of balls in a 10 minute video? And we'll bring Ben along and if he gets angry then we'll throw that in there too. But that's... Because I gotta tell you guys, Ben golfing with Ben is one of the funnest things I think you can do. A YouTube channel where we play like random online games would be really entertaining. Random online games? Yeah, yeah. Like I like escape room games. I think that'd be super fun if we tackled those together. Or like um like a trivia game, just just random stuff in the deep dark. You want to become a vlogger? That's what you. That's what you're saying. That's literally the opposite of what I'm saying. I'm saying we sit in our at our desks in our underwear and play games together. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm not vlogging. Oh hey hey what's up guys? Uh, welcome to my channel. My name's Sam. Uh, today we're going to the store and we're going to McDonald's and I'm going to get fat. <laughs> oh, and nobody cares. Yo, uh, shop Sam Toomey's shop.com. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Buy me, uh, golf stuff. <laughs> Use the discount code, uh, suck your mom for 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm looking for, I'm trying to invest in that 80 degree loft. Maybe I should be um, a wedge. Maybe you should be. Hey guys, uh, I just woke up today. It's like twelve o'clock. Um, I'm uh, I'm going to work, so I guess I guess you're gonna get a work montage of my dad yelling at me and saying I'm a worthless piece of shit. <laughs> so we're gonna be putting uh, child abuse on uh, on the internet for her today. <laughs> Money. <laughs> I, I call this prank the dad beats my ass prank. <laughs> Oh, oh, guys, he's doing it. Up, update, he's grabbing the belt. <laughs> <laughs> Who throws his shoe, honestly? <laughs> oh, that is the second time I've used that reference today. I love those movies. Austin Powers, man. Oh, God. Freaking laser sharks. Freaking, Freaking laser sharks shark. with laser beams attached to their heads. <laughs> <laughs> Three, that is one of the funniest trilogies ever made. Yeah, the third one's kind of um, a little tired, but the first one, hands down, one of the best. Like, the first hour of that movie is so good. Number two's really good, too. I really like the second one. Yeah, number two's all right. My favorite scene in that movie is when they're in the, is when the, uh, the two of them are in the tent. <laughs> and yeah, the shadows yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. Oh man! Yeah, because they did the, they did the same thing um, in the third one too with Mini Me, which is super funny though. Yeah. <laughs> every single every single one of those movies has like a scene or two that is just like like laugh out loud hysterical. Oh yeah, and the whole and all of them together are are funny movies, but there are certain scenes in each of those movies that are just so memorable. Like when they're giving, um, when Austin's getting his stuff back after he's unfrozen from mm-hmm. uh, cryo, they're like, "Yeah, Austin, danger powers. Danger is my middle name, baby. Here's your uh, penis enlarger. <laughs> oh, that, that's not mine." And then here's your penis enlarger manual, Mr. Austin Powers. Whoa, hey, whoa. 
Uh, I, I know. I like the scene where they try to kill Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. When in the and then, fire or when he falls down the hill? Yeah, in the fire. And he's like, or both, I guess. Is the hill um, in the second one? It might be in the second one. I thought it was in the first one. The fire one's funny, though. The fire one's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and then they, oh I'm still God. alive. I'm still, I'm still down here. I'm just really badly burned. I need some help. Oh, are you guys here? To, they, boom! <laughs> you, you shot, shot me. me. <laughs> the best is once they shoot. There's the delay. Yeah. And then he says, "You shot me." Yeah, like Doctor. It's it's the camera's panned on Doctor Evil, and he's like just waiting. And then he's he like shrugs and like oh I guess it's done and then <laughs> you shot him. <laughs> oh my gosh, so good! I hope everybody else who's listening has seen these movies because and then there's the uh, they're always after me, Lucky Charms guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He tries to strangle Austin on the toilet, and then the guy is in the other stall, and Austin's like fighting. <laughs> you him. get that turn. <laughs> 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 Yo, hey, man, it's okay. You're going to get through this. <laughs> Who are you working for? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dude, I need to go watch this movie, like, now. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're so good. They're so good. And then Fat Bastard's oh, just hilarious. God. And Gold, Gold Member's really funny. He's pretty much... It's pretty, Fat Bastard's pretty much Shrek if he was human. Just, like, PG-13 version. Um, no. Oh, a little bit. N- no. Well, he's using relatively the same accent. Did Shrek want to eat babies? But I said PG-13 version. Shrek's a good movie, too. Shrek is... We should make a... Um, we should make a tier list sometimes of movies. I'd be down. In a certain category. We should do that next time. Tier list of like top ten action movies, top ten well, anime not, movies. See, when you say top ten, then it's a top ten. Then it's not a tier list. Oh, okay. So you sound oh, okay. like an idiot when you say that. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. Like well, tier the list tier list like... would have to be like from. We'd have to narrow it down because otherwise we have like a billion kajillion movies to pick from. What's the problem? Well, I'm just saying, like, you'd have to. We'd have to pick like Man, you've been thirty whining a lot today. No, I'm just saying we'd have to pick like thirty movies. Did you not get your nap today? I didn't nap today. Did you not get your uh, your bottle? Your baba? No. Did Jason not get his baba? No, I didn't actually. It was pretty upsetting. Did Jason not get his baba and his nap nap? I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think we've rambled on enough. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you are still listening to the show, get a life. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Um, Jason needs to get his <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to episode oh, 53. We, uh, we really appreciate it. We're going to try to be back next week um, and be uh, back on the uh, consistent no schedule again. No promises, though. No promises, though. I text Jason all the time. And I'm like, oh, dude, Would you recording? Oh, and my. And he's like, Nah, man, I don't even care about the fans. I don't care about the podcast. I just do it for the money, the millions that we're making from this. I think we made six bucks from this podcast so far. Huge. Uh, yeah, right. So, 
right. Again, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, happy Father's Day to every to all the fathers out there and any fathers who are listening. And uh, we will see you all next week. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>